Hello and welcome to episode 128 of the Talking Wednesday podcast. Sheffield Wednesday are out in Spain, but we are definitely not. Nope. It's James and Jake joining you. Jake sounds like he's anywhere but Spain this week <laughs> with a bit of a cold. How are you doing, my friend? Um, I'm not too bad. The cold had come on this morning, which is slightly irritating. And then just before we we're about to do the podcast, I had to go out and get my little little one because she's now ill. And of course, it's now sun shining, but when I left, it was torrential rain, so I got soaked. But apart from that, I'm good. Um, managed to make a make advantage of some of the Prime Day deals on baby equipment. Uh, I think we say something like 250 quid, so decent. Uh, no, that's not bad. But we find out, well, we don't find out, we not find out sex, but uh, 20 weeks can on Wednesday, so we're halfway through, so it's getting ever, ever closer, and I've now got to figure out what to do with a five-year-old during summer half to, summer summer break, so that can be fun. So I'm planning things at the minute. Well, you could just do what most parents do and just chuck them into clubs. Yeah. Be like, see you later. Yeah, we we've we looked at some clubs for her, but she keep going, and we, she keep going. Oh well, if I do that one, I want to, my friend to be it's like, well, your friend won't be in that. It's like she very much want all her friends in it at the minute. Um, she she's at the age where she's want to be left alone and do what she want, but also she wants to make friends. So it's one of the weird situations at the minute it's a weird age at five because they think she also up. she's also at that age though where she's gonna tantrum no matter what you do as well so yes. it's like just go try this and then let me know what you think about it after a week yeah well and I then incentivize her with something else i think there's some dance clubs that are going on and she loves her dancing at the minute so that'll be something we'll look at but apart from that just planning for six weeks and how everything else goes how's your week been mate how are you I'm all right. I'm all right. We, um, as, as always, the traditional uh, trademarked busy, but it's just getting everything in order. Um, I, I've got rained on so many times this week while going out and about for work because of these flash, like, storms. And I think even part of Sheffield flash flooded last yeah. the other week. So that was fun. Um, but yeah, it's getting things in order. Got a lot of moving about going on got a lot of changes coming up so it's just getting everything ready like typical fashion sheffield wednesday you're in a big change and i'm I'm, we've got a lot of life changes going on at the minute so it's just case of getting all that sorted um like we're all going through the same kind of thing at a minute isn't it exactly that should all be wrapped up by christmas so hopefully hopefully it'll be um normal by christmas so but no, I'm in. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying. Uh, I'm enjoying this cycle at the minute of Sheffield Wednesday talking about football so much. But I must say, I've enjoyed it a little less this week. It's felt very negative. Yeah, I was really getting into the uh, the community coming together, but it feels like we've just split apart again this week. Yeah. You know? um, also, congratulations. So not our community specifically. You getting very very close to that five k. I think you're like thirty or forty off. Yeah, thank you, mate. It's um, it's one of those things that I really just, I'm like, I, I didn't even notice it was going towards that because I think when we build, built the podcast and stuff, I focused on that. But obviously doing the channel videos, 
going back to what people subscribe for people i'm like oh hello new subscribers hello again i you do enjoy me doing this so it, I, it is creeping up there so it will be nice it will be nice to hit that it's one of those things that when you're not going for i wouldn't say i ever shoot for the stars with this channel sort of thing um but it's a hobby in terms of yeah so 5k is pretty will be pretty significant if I get it, there, obviously. So and it's a, it's be, a long slog by be nice. K because the one thing people always think on YouTube is like, oh, I'm going to hit for this many subs. Never set your goal as sub because it's the one thing you can't control. You can't control who's going to sub no, it's to not. you or lose. Saying this, we've got a very weak Twitter following because, again, we're not very good at Twitter, but it's not like Twitter. It's not like Facebook. It's not like other social media no. platforms. Twitch and YouTube are very hard to grow on yeah and you have to you have to work really hard at it you know and it's one of those things that i i must say i've 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 i noticed when i do it is one of the things you put more into it and you do get more out of it but you've also got to have that engagement um and the one thing that i've always looked at this channel is engagement it's our watch hours on this channel especially like the watch time obviously the podcast really helps with watch time specifically because we got a lot of people that enjoy watching the podcast in mm. full in video form hello i'm waving at you um but yeah in terms of the general channel um i didn't really want to talk about too much because there was a bit a few more people being negative this week and when i was looking at videos to do on wednesday i was like i don't really want to feed into the negativity at the minute i'm going to step back for a bit and then jump mm. back in because i've already had my say on tickets quite a few times um which needed to be said by the way which is why i made those videos but we didn't need to uh i didn't want to just pile it on when we need to but i must say i am slightly concerned don't get me wrong no like yeah. we're at this point and it does feel like looking at the rest of the championship we're in trouble we'll talk about that but it's um yeah you don't want to get too wrapped up in it really no i think it's also a case of it's a, it's a summer without a tournament isn't it and we haven't yeah. won them for a while yeah, it's been a while since we've had a t tournament, no football or, or anything, because at the end of the day, you had that kind of aspect where you can watch football and it'd be fine, and you'll be like, right, I'm watching football. It doesn't matter what it is, but there isn't anything at the minute really to watch uh, unless you're watching mm -hmm. like preseason games. And even some of the preseason games, they're not they're not great. I won't lie, they're they're not brilliant. Uh, and the thing is, preseason games don't do anything. In terms of... Uh, Speaking of preseason, by the way, we played Burnley, obviously, behind closed doors, which we'll talk about briefly. We obviously don't know anything about this, but the only thing we do know is we lost 3-0. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but again, preseason, preseason. I, I think people who take preseason very serious in terms of results, so you've got to remember, it's all about the uh, level of fitness. And right now, with where we are, it, that whole thing, but like you said, the negativity split again. We had a good period. Where I think it was, it's not just the fitness. Well. I think I think the crucial thing is going to be under the new management system is um, the system specifically. Mm. Yeah. So you're going to be trialing this new system out. And what I do like is I do like the fact that some young players look half decent getting a run out. Well, and I think I hit the new manager's system, Zisco system. You're going to need pace for it, mm. and you're going to need that energy and. I think that's probably a good sign of there is going to be some players coming in there, but I think I think also we need to start moving in that transfer market. Well, I have just put something in the document we can talk about as well. 
Um, but the thing, the thing that I find quite interesting is you look at some of these youngsters in there, and the one that I keep looking at and going, if we can get him to a level that championship experience, he'll be absolutely fantastic. Is that Adatoro? Because he built and he's tall. You saw him in the video at like six minutes, and people were like, who's he? Because he just built. Yeah. And I think yeah, there's there's. Yeah, I think you look at what goes into what he's building and what he wants to do. We're already seeing what style of play going to happen, but I think we're just... I still think we'll get three players in and then we'll have a big situation where we get loads in. Just because we're quiet right now doesn't mean we're not doing anything. That's the thing that people got to think. No, I think I think obviously in an ideal world it'd be done by now. If Darren Moore was still our manager, it would be. But it, do you know what? I, I've been looking at this more and more when I zoom out of it, and I think desperately we we need. I don't. One thing, if I look at it critically now about Darren Moore's tenure, is we weren't. I never believe we could score, even though we scored a lot of goals. And I know this sounds weird, but watching our playstyle, I never believed we could score goals. Yeah. Do you know what I mean by that? I know I know what you mean. It's when, like when you, it was slow and laboured. When you watch the football, you never know where it was coming no. from. You were like, we managed to get it done, but it, it wasn't necessarily a system where you thought someone's gonna go and bag a hat full. It's like when Michael Smith scored twenty goals or whatever he did, we were like, Has he? Ow. How's he done that? <laughs> I think I think it's also and that's that other when I thing. think you probably need a player that fits it. You need a yeah. player that fits the system and looks like they're going to score goals. I think we've got the situation right now that I think someone like Ali Gregory is going to probably come good this season, like properly good because we're starting to work for him. Mm. And I think you're looking at some of the youth players that have just been trialed in this uh, preseason already. That Joey Poof, uh, Ocham, oh. Archer Win- Wingway. I can't say his name. I struggle with it. Uh, but there's a lot. Of, I'd need to see it in front of me. But yeah. There's, there's a lot of youngsters in this squad who can do well. It's like, and again, but again, it goes back down to this whole thing. For years, we've been screaming out for let's use our academy. Now we've got a position where we might have to use a bit of our academy. It's like, why are we using our academy? They're not good enough. It's like, you can't have it both ways. Mm. You know what I mean? I. Uh, but I will say we do need to start moving as well. We do. We do. We, it, need, it needs to happen. It's it's mid July. The season's starting in a couple of weeks. It's well, as it currently stands, we've got we, seventeen players in. The average over our squad is twenty eight point five, and Plymouth are just ahead of us, twenty five players, twenty two point nine, and we still have the oldest squad in the league. I do think. If we don't really reinforce in these next couple of weeks, the first month's going to be rough. Yeah. Because you get that new player bounce coming in of players coming in to even just try and prove themselves. So you can kind of ride that out even when you're trying to find the new system with the enthusiasm and players' willingness to just run through brick mm. walls. So even if we're still sort of working out the system by the time the season starts, it just... <sighs> The one thing that concerns me is that the the time, it's time sensitive. I think that the energy around the club's good. I think the players are buying into it, but we just need, we need more depth, especially because 
Well, we need we don't need depth. We need quality as well. So the current quality becomes depth because think, we're going to get hit by injuries. We are going to get hit by injuries, Jake. It always happens. Yeah, yeah. And I think Sicko's already said that he wants uh, quality over quantity. And I'm wondering if that's what we're doing. And you've got to remember, if this list that he's seen, for, that with the Darren Moore list and the recruitment team, is like, they're not players I want. And Chantay has gone, right, who do you want? You're starting again. And with us already being mm-hmm. three weeks behind due to the whole situation of the playoffs, then you're four weeks behind because more went. We were then five weeks behind because we'd only just got sick going. We are playing catch-up. And the problem is that when you're playing catch-up, you have to figure it out. Like, it looks like we've got all the coaching staff in now. But the thing is, if you've got all the coaching staff in, were we working on the coaching staff first and then doing players? I think we we were doing exactly as Chan Suri said. He had his list of players, all those links that were coming out, Regan Poole, you know, those players that were that were circulating. I think we were interested in those players, but we couldn't really sign off on them because of the Darren Moore departure. They were the ones that were in the list with an idea of Darren Moore's system. And and they when we think, oh, we might be changing this system slightly those players would need to be signed off by the new manager because I do believe that the manager will have the final say, as Chan Siri has been saying. So yeah. that's why we stalled on them, missed out on a lot. So all of our early work, most of it, Gone. ended up a little bit more redundant mm. because of that. And then the players go to other clubs and people say, oh, well, what? why were, were we not quicker on this? And it's like, well, if Darren Moore wanted them, and it he, he was sort of one of those targets while we had Darren Moore, even if the recruitment team and Chancery, they're having a list of players and the, they pick the players and then they speak to the manager about them. Even if that's specifically how it works, which I think it's a little bit more nuanced than that. Yeah. Even if it is, then players are going to change because you're going to have the manager, the new manager come in and decide if, they, if he's having the final say, sorry, he's going to decide on what them players are ultimately going to be to the club and fitting in his system. And also remember, we don't have no head of recruitment now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I never forget it. Someone tells me that every single week, but I'm like, yes, I do remember. But I'm trying to imagine that we've still got people doing the jobs. James, it was a month ago. It was a month ago and we were all like, this is amazing. This is great. And now it can't <laughs> What would that's that would suggest to me though that it with all that that you know that the him departing and us not replacing is we might not be going for one we might not be hiring in that no. role anymore. Yeah, true. Right, right. Let's move into the news. So no championship yes. review, obviously, because it's not kicked off yet. However, the uh, fantasy Premier League, sorry, a sidestep, has um, renewed in my in the dexterity box fantasy league so all the talking Wednesday community is in there as well so if you want the code get in touch it's the same one as last time and it should just renew so if you're already in it you're in it it's ready to start I will say there's about five teams in there called panic at the Zisco <laughs> <laughs> maybe change your name I went for the Zisco disco just nice and snappy you know what? I can't wait for the song, um, song he gets from our fan base. Yeah. <laughs> Moving into the news. So not some great PR again. This is from the Daily Echo. This is speaking about Southampton. Quote, 
Saints have released away ticket inf- information for the championship opener at Sheffield Wednesday with subsidised prices. Thanks to sponsors at sportsbet.io, the club are selling tickets for Friday the 8th of August clash at Hillsborough for £30 rather than £6, end quote. Right, so clubs subsidising tickets for... It's not a good look, is it? It's not a good look, but I also don't think it's a good look for a betting company to be subsidising the tickets. Yes, that is a very valid point, <laughs> but part it's of not, course. It, it's I mean, not, I will say that, though, but if we... I, I will say... I will say... I don't want to ever become a hypocrite down the line. If a betting company for a small channel like this came in with a good amount of money for a sponsorship, it's not like we'd probably turn it down. So even though I am against it, probably when it's directly in front of children in terms of like, I don't want to sound slightly hypocritical in, in those because I hate it when people do that. So just saying, I think, I think, I think when it comes to the football side of it, I think it's, you walk a guy in every every advert's a betting advert and it just done my head in. Uh the fact that twenty I think it's twenty twenty four, twenty twenty five season, they're gonna be taking betting companies off shirts. I think it's a good thing. But it does mean where are other Well that's where I agree go. because of the chi- it's it's in the front of children's yeah. faces and it's plastered across like you know, media that children are very, and it gets them into it young. It's like back in the day when cigarettes and like yeah. alcohol brands and stuff like that. And they were, because I mean, I think Carlsberg was like one of the most iconic sponsors of that Liverpool kit and yeah. stuff. And I, necessarily, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't be against that, so to speak, but we don't have really alcohol branding. We don't really have, no. oh, no, we do still sometimes, don't we? Did Aviation Gin sponsor? No, they didn't. They can't do it in the football system, can they? I know he sponsors something. It might have been American football, though. Who? You have to correct you me if I'm wrong. You mean Yeah. Yeah, Aviation yeah, the Aviation Gin did, and I think still do to a point. But so there again, might be something that you can do it with alcohol, but I know I know cigarettes were a no-go. I know cigarettes in general advertising were a no-go. Yeah. You can't even do that in television anymore. So it's a case of betting's becoming one of those things that is a acceptable vice specifically yeah. that um is still everywhere so it's uh i will it is say a case though, of i don't think it should be present for children all the time because it gets them into it young and you look at you look at video games they're quite predatory in a lot of ways in terms of the ones that are specifically designed for kids right not actual video games, because this is one thing I want to actually really stress, Jake, because it annoys me. Oh, well, these video games are terrible for children. Not no, if you not. actually know what you're talking about and you monitor it. Yeah. And you don't let your kids play things that are basically loot box gambling, because yes. that's what happens. <laughs> yeah. Carry on, much. Jake. Sorry. Uh, I, think, I think the situation with this, though, it's not, it's not a good look. But at the minute, if, if you were going to do a Masters in PR... And how not to have PR? It will be this month. <laughs> yeah, it it just one of those things where I think once the football kicks off, I hope everything calms down a little bit. But having other clubs say, "Hey, supporters, we're going to take it down to thirty quid instead of the thirty-six. There you go. It's not a good look for us. And it again, it shows the room to be get improved by Wednesday. Yes. And I'm, I must say that moves us nicely into our next topic. Now, a couple of weeks ago, I can't remember if it was just with yourself or Jack, I spoke about how the Leeds ticket prices were a certain price and I was looking at their Premier League ticket prices and I was saying they are 
cheaper, if not relative to what we are charging in the championship. Yep. Now, they have released their updated prices for the 23-24 season because I wanted to go for a comparable area. So I thought it was only fair that I talk about that. Their most expensive ticket is £47, which is quite expensive for a Cat A, right? So mm. £47 is their most expensive ticket. However, that doesn't change the fact that ours is still £59 for a Category A, okay? Yeah. So that is quite a considerable <laughs> difference there. there. So theirs goes in their most expensive stand, £47. Um, it's £32 for concessions, £24 to 16 to 18 Juniors under 16 at 22 and juniors under 11 at 11 pounds. So their, um, their youth pricing looks a little bit more alleged looking at that there actually. Cause I think we're, we're pretty, mm. it's like 20 and, and five and 10 depending on the age, doesn't it? But yeah, similar. Their cheapest buy-in is in the family stand at 35 pounds. And that's the thing. Their family stand is is what they've done right. They've kept yeah. it like their cheapest buy-in is there for the families, which is what we haven't done. I think we should You do. know, that's price cheap. Yeah, I agree. So that's for their category A's. Their category B's are like 45 quid top and 32 pounds, 34 pounds, 34, depending on where you sit. Mm. So... I, I wanted to mention that because it's only fair to mention it because our ticket prices are still comparatively high. But they have since responded to the backlash for away fans. Mm. And they have said, because the away fans were having to go at them, you know, yeah. they have responded quite quickly saying they will basically match whatever the away fans charge at their place. Wow. So this is from, oh God. This is from Fan Banter. <laughs> right. They've basically pulled something out from a statement here. I should yeah. have just looked at their Twitter. <laughs> Use that as the quote. But there we go. This is what I'm pulling it from. So it's basically it's basically said that Le- Leeds will now charge Cardiff City fans £24 a ticket for the opening day at Ellen Road. Yeah, Leeds, uh, Leeds United Supporters Club have told their members that the club have now agreed to a reduced away ticket price for clubs who agree to charge the same in the reverse fixture. So if that's true, that's quite a good move. Yeah, you know, in terms of keeping good PR there. But again, um, though, and it's good Le- for your away fans. But again, though, Leeds can do that. They've got parachute payments. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But also, <laughs> I'm not getting into it again, but. No. We are the only club charging this. Yeah. Um, we are the only club at that extent of it. I just don't th- I just don't think ticket prices are going to be something that's fixed. No. Just implement my, for God's sake, somebody listen to this from the club. Just implement my membership model. It's, it's the best thing that we could have in terms of it currently, apart from you just reducing ticket prices. Yeah. Um, so... We are linked with a player that has split the fan base a little bit. So this is from Massively. the Examiner Live. Sheffield Wednesday linked with shock swoop for ro- former Rangers forward who is a free agent. 
Sheffield Wednesday have been linked with a swoop for ex-Glasgow Rangers forward Andy Dallas. He is without a club after allowing his contract to non-league Solihull Moors to expire. He notched 21 times in the National League last term in a campaign that saw him play not for just Moors but also Chesterfield. He spent two months with the Spyrites on loan and hit a purple patch as they reached the playoff final only to cruelly lose out to Notts County. He scored the opener in the Wembley Classic, which finished two all after extra time before County edged it on penalties to end their EFL exile. Right. So the one thing I want to start this with is many, there's more in that article if you want to go and read it, by the way, but many of our fans have said for a long time, we should be looking at hidden gems and people in the lower leagues. Does anybody remember Jamie Vardy? who went through the lower leagues because it didn't work out. And then he had a purple patch and then became a Premier League winner. Right. Um, Lee Gregory. This is low risk for me. Quad. Lee Gregory was in the same kind of situation. Yes. They both came up 25 years old. Yes. And the National League, I know it was money, but National League had like Paul Mullin play for them. We'd have had Paul Mullin to us. He was linked with us the season yeah. before. Do you know what I mean? This is a player that is 24. Four, I believe, 23, 24, because 90, yeah, he's 23. He will be 24 in five days, actually, yeah. uh, from this podcast. So he'll be 20, 24 probably very shortly after you hear this. He is a good age. It's time to kick on and see if you can make it in the, uh, the step up. You going off a player that has scored 13 goals, um, 21 goals last season, you know, across quite a few fixtures that's that's not too bad is it no No. so i would i would say first of all you tell me what you think on this one because then i've got another counter argument for it actually jake right at the moment my head is that it's an a no risk gamble so basically he comes in he does really well you tie him down to a contract and you maybe see if someone could like coming for him even even more money kind of thing if he does well if he doesn't do, go go well you take you took the gamble it's not worked out and he goes lower down the league i think this is a win-win and in the position we're currently in i don't think we can be arguing about if a player been linked with it, even if it is for non-league this is the thing we've been talking about for god knows how long with on this podcast Let's look at what uh, Peterborough do. Let's look at what Brentford do. Let's look at what not County do when they were in, in the EFL beforehand. Look at all these teams who go for the non-league players and then they suddenly turn out to be really good. Out out of 50, you might get two that go on to be really good and worth it. But you've taken that risk. You're not paying a transfer fee and you would only have to pay wages. And I can't see him wanting massive wages. My only no. concern, it's a big think, step up from two two levels instead of coming from just one. But if you take the same thing, Barnsley's defender who was in the finals just gone from Barnsley to Luton in the Premier League. Yeah, it happens. But I will say for every player that does that, there's potentially got to be a Stevie May. Yeah. So... That's the only thing that I wanted to say on this because it did sort of... I got really excited about Stevie May because I thought if he can translate, you know... So did I. I got the not, name on the back of the shirt. Let's not be harsh here. The Scottish Prem, I will say, is a higher level than the National League. 
in fairness. Not all the teams, potentially. But you've got to be really careful with this, haven't you? But there's definitely... He basically scored 20 goals in 38 appearances, Stevie May, before he joined us from St. Mm. Johnston. He then went on to to play 39 times for us, scoring seven goals. Did he go to Preston? Which, at the end of the day, is probably not our worst... Worst, worst return for a player. But then he went to Preston and, and had seven appearances scoring no goals the season after that, five appearances scoring one goal. And then he went back to the Scottish Prem. And he's not been the same since. We basically ruined him. <laughs> well, after went the Which is... Uh, it is. Yeah, it is. So he, he had one he had one good season. Yeah. Um, Where he scored 20 goals and we took the risk on him. But... You could say Dallas has probably had one really good season however the season before actually last season he, he scored 19 in 43 so he's had a couple of decent seasons in the national league and he's one of those that might just fit in if he fits into our system maybe he's a good mm. run i only wanted to bring up the stevie may thing just for a slight sense of caution but just remember with stevie may we paid a fee with this it's a free agent and no fee yes it's just wages oh yeah absolutely that's so a very good that- point that's something that's well worth considering on that point, if you're thinking about this sustainable model Chancery is wanting to do, in that sense, it works out quite well. Like, it, it's a win-win kind of thing. If it doesn't work out, we pay someone not much wages and it's not worked out and you go from there. If it does work out, you may have someone who's decent. And if, say, someone says, hey, he looks decent, I want him, we can turn around and go, well, this is how much we say for it. Yeah, I think, I think also, <laughs> this is what, we, we are in this situation. I, I think y- w- small risks like this are the best way forward because yeah. we could spend a lot of money and end up in a bad situation or this could be something that, if we look at our squad now and we think, well, we've got players there that can do a job for us this season, taking a gamble on somebody at 23, 24, giving them a couple of years deal, with options, seeing if they can make the step up. I'm all right with it, you know? Also, are we in a championship? To snip of the player. Are we actually in a position to be poo pooing players? Not really. No. His highest level in English football is League Two, right? He's played for Cambridge before. Um, Didn't do great either. But. Two goals, 23 appearances across all his time there um, in League Two. But he's at that age where he might have found a patch and it might just fit in the... It might it might fit for him. It might be one of those. The last time he was in FIFA, he was FIFA 21 in Ultimate Team and he was a 57-rated goal striker. <laughs> so, uh, he had 81 pace, though. Ah. So... Who knows? We're talking about strikers with pace. If it replicates into real life, I can't say I've seen this guy play, to be honest, I've Jake. Seen bits, I've you seen might have seen a bit in him. the playoffs. I've seen bits of him, and he does look decent. Um, it just... I just think it's one of those ones where you take the risk. Like, the clubs that are in for him yes. as well are Wigan, Cheltenham, Barnsley. We're the highest club in for him. Normally, that equals going to said club. Let's yeah. Let's just start taking these risks. Yeah. Just don't give him something stupid. See if he can step up to the expectation. We need younger strikers. 
Yeah, we Strikers do. are getting on. So we could be that move for him. And if it doesn't work out, it's a free. We sell him on. Yeah. You know, we sell him to like a League Two club or see what happens. I'd take him. I'd take him. Yeah, we, need, we need transfers, Jake. <laughs> yeah, we just need no. players in. <laughs> so the star are reporting that we are close to a goalkeeper because um, Zisco was saying, basically, he he was saying, he was basically saying that the keeper... We'll see. It depends, wasn't he, when he was talking about bringing keepers in. But he he sort of hinted that... Oh, no, he said that we're trying, sorry. So the quote is, we're trying, but we'll see what happens. I've said before, it's not always what we want, but with how the market... uh, But but what how the market is moving, we try to move as fast as possible because we want players with us and have a connection with the group. We'll see if we can arrange in the last moment. So he's talking about general players there as well, but he has hinted that a keeper is one of the things on his radar. So it could be uh, be Werner, could be 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 somebody new. I think the thing is, you look at our keeper situation as well, there's only Pierre Charles, Luke Jackson, and then... Dawson, you do need another one, and if I it is, Charles looks decent, you know, he does look good. But also, you look at what academy come from, you learn that kind of how to play out your feet from that Man City academy, yeah. how you play. And I think the modern day keeper is going more of a player that needs to have good feet and be able to have a good range of passing. Your keeper becomes like a left back who's got a good ping on them, like a little bit like a Liam Palmer, where you know Liam Palmer can ping the ball to the other side of the pit, to Marvin Johnson. Yeah. And it brings, you're starting to get to the point. Well, look at that Chesterfield game. Pierre Charles did a pass and it was just insane. It, it kind of curled to the player and it's like, that's our keeper. I think the situation with the keeper... Iorfa's looking lively as well, isn't he? I was thinking, yes. I was talking about that Chesterfield game. He's looking lively in pre-season. Yeah, it's... The thing is, you look at how they're coming on in some of these games... They're looking up for it and they're looking, they're actually looking physically fit. And he's already turned around and said that he's working them very, very hard. Like, I think, I think he said, I won't say the word because of demonetization, but he said he something (laughs) them. And uh, if that's what he's doing now in just pre-season, he wants them to be the fittest players going. You can tell. And I think if you have that level of commitment, but you've also got to think that you look at what the keeper situation is. We've always never been great at replacing keepers when they've been here for a long time. We did it with Westwood. Yes. Didn't do well replacing him. We did it years ago with Prefman. We went through so many keepers. Then we had Chris Kirtland who stayed for a bit. We get these little things. I think if we're going to go down the keeper route, the only issue I've got is you getting Bailey Peacock Farrell in. If it's a loan they will not want him to sit on the bench. And I think that's unfair on Cameron Dawson. I don't want Bailey Peacock Farrell on a loan. I've made this very clear specifically. Like, I don't want it. I don't think we need him on a loan. I, it's one of those things that, like, you either play Dawson and you trial by fire. Can he cut it in the championship now? He's literally, he will have literally stepped up two leagues in two years. Yep. Right? So, can he Can he do that? We know. We know we've seen some of, you know... We've seen we've seen him flap a few times, but also I think I think there's a there's a goalkeeper in there, you know, with Dawson. You know, he can he was play our, with his feet as well. He was, 
Yes. But I also, I do think, and I'm not getting ahead of myself, but from what all the stuff I've heard and all the stuff I've seen of Charles, if he gets his head on and he's yeah. got a head on him, you know, and it's in the right place, he could be a, one of those young keepers that actually starts to make an impression. Yeah. And it's been a while it's a position since we've that we that. need. Yeah. I think we're getting into that and I would part of Wednesday where if you're good enough, you'll play. I also think he needs to... Do you know why I, I, I think about the Pierce Charles thing? Because I think about the style of play and playing out with your feet and that, and he's obviously come through that academy set, set up. He's got a manager who is going to be ideal for his kind of keeper system. You yeah. don't necessarily want to send a keeper like that on loan to a lower league club that's using the old tactics. Yeah, You want them to develop in this sort of system. It's the one position where academy football might be quite good for them. And useful mm. because if the, if you're playing that system, we all talk about oh, go and get on loan to another club and see how you get on down there. If you're typical shot stopping and you're sort of like booting it long, you're not necessarily playing for a style that we're going to be using in the championship. Yeah, you need to play for those sort of clubs. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see. Moving on to uh, another player link for Sheffield Wednesday, and it's coming back around. Panuche Kamara. So, went to Ipswich when we were last linked with him. Yep. But it's coming back around that he might now be back on Wednesday's radar, and we are interested in. We have been linked with him. This is from Inside Football, um, who are quoting BBC Sheffield, actually. Sheffield Wednesday holder... Con- Sidorous, uh, hold hold a serious interest in signing Ipswich Town midfielder Panuche Kamara this summer. Wednesday come, yeah, we don't need that bit. It, it has been claimed that Wednesday have their eyes on snaring Kamara away from Ipswich this summer. The 26-year-old midfielder was on the fringes of Kieran McKenna's squad in League One last season. With only a year left on his contract, Ipswich are opening to let it letting the player go ahead of their return to the championship. However, it remains to be seen whether Ipswich are ready to let him join a fellow championship club in the ongoing transfer window. It worries me that he didn't really get into Ipswich's squad when we were linked with him, obviously, but... He was massively is that the injured reason last why? season. Yeah, he had a groin injury. Uh, he came back into the last... See, this is, why, this, this is why you are on this podcast, my friend, apart from, obviously, the other <laughs> positives. You know, you, you do all the research. <laughs> he was injured the, for a lot of last season. He was injured for a lot of last season, but people have gone, oh, he's too injury prone, all this lot, right? They took Mathamo Luongo and look what he did for them and look how injury prone he was for us. Different players at different clubs react to different ways of training and treatment. So it could be the way they train. It hasn't been great for him injury-wise. And it might be a good move for him. And the fact that we were already linked with him last year. Because when I saw the name, I was like, I'm sure we were linked with him last year. And I was like, I've got to go through videos of Talking Wednesday and my own to see if we were. And I was like, we were linked with him last year. I remember doing it. But... It also, it also well, shows... Well, they're, the, they're taking the mick a bit when they say fringes, by the way. He made one appearance. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think I think if if you can have it that you can get an injury-free season from it, to be fair, if you want to see how good he is, you don't look at his Ipswich days, you look at how, he good, how good he was at Plymouth. And Plymouth fans rated him. 
like properly rated him. He's a winger stroke attacker who can play really good football. And if we are playing with wingers again, which it looks like we are going to be, we need these kind of players. Yeah, so he's, he's basically an, he's an attacking forward, like an attacking midfielder forward that can go across across the wings, can't he? So he's basically Windass and he, uh, Wilkes. Which, again, is probably the style of player that we're trying to bring in. Yeah, he mm. made um, 80 appearances in total for Plymouth. Six goals um, in those appearances. So, obviously not a striker-striker, but he would be in the position to set those up. Yeah. I will get his assists in a second. But he, you talk about Luongo going the other way and his injuries being okay. Are we the club to bring an injury pro player in, though, and actually have it go our way? Because it never seems to. Um, Apart from Kieran Lee. Yeah, good point. Um, I'm not... The thing is, it, again, it's one of these things. If we can get a good deal for him and we can say, look, it'll be on... You put the deal in front of him and say, but there's also a uh, games that you are fit bonus or something. You know what I mean? Like, pay your play or something. Yeah. We know you've got this injury record. We're a bit concerned about it. Uh, is it all healed up? Because we've had transfers in the past. Look at Wilt last season. I'm... I'm I am 100% well, that's what medicals sure, are for, isn't it? But I'm 100% sure we bought Wilt last season injured already. And we can't be doing Probably. that this season. We need players who can I hit think, the ground running. I also just realised the Kieran Lee thing I said. I do realise he had injuries for us, by the way. I'm not, I'm not being foolish. Um, <laughs> the thing that I'm interested in is this guy's assists. So he got six assists for Plymouth that season. Um... So four goals, the the last season was put at Ipswich was four goals, six assists, so 10 goal involvements. And then the season before, in the league specifically, he got two and two, but five and two in all comps. So he's not prolific. Um, no. He's not necessarily a striker though. So the assists probably aren't to the level we'd want him to be. I will say if he comes in, it it it's probably a player that again is for fitting the system and if he fits the system however it's um he would only cost about 500k so he need to step he need to step it up i don't yeah. want to pay 500k for him because we ipswich paid 500k for him and then mm. he was injured for a year he's got a year left on his contract he is not worth 500k mm. if you think that's what they paid for him they don't just get it. I know inflation, but they don't just yeah. get it back. No, no. But I'm saying that the thing is, it depends what kind of deal they will want. And again, if they will want to sell to a championship club, it's like one of these things where you have to be very, very careful with how we're doing deals with other championship clubs this season, because I think there's a lot that are getting done from bigger clubs who are having to take people off the wages. If you look at, Example again, it's with getting George Hurston for uh, 1.5 million from Leicester. They're recouping, recouping that, and they know that. But they've got it, so much money, Ipswich. Yeah, well, the thing is, people keep turning around and going, Oh, it's the Ed Sheeran thing. No, the Ed Sheeran shirt sponsor. Ed Sheeran, all he's done is sponsor the shirts. Yeah, that is a lucrative yeah. deal, but he's not, he's not anywhere like an owner in there. You've got to remember that this is an Ipswich team. Yeah, but their owner's just got money anyway, so... Yeah, exactly. And I think... I think we got to go on a side of caution on some of the players because 
whoever comes in, we can't be waiting for two to three weeks to get fit. They need to be ready now. No, exactly. Yeah, exactly right. Um, I also think it's a case of you just need to look at the other transfers in terms of the clubs that are meant to be struggling. Cardiff have like signed Carlon Grant and Aaron Ramsey. Yeah. Like they were supposed to be not Did- doing too well this season, weren't they? They were, they were like... Did you see the And I'm just looking at the other clubs. Aaron Ramsey thing, actually. Very cute. Are you seeing it properly? I did. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, with, so the, it, with his kit, because his yeah, kids joined so the academy it, at the same kid time. signs yeah. for... I think that would be really good. But the thing is, you we are all looking at what other clubs are doing, and I understand it, and we're like, look at how little we got. But also, there's still a month of the transfer window. It's not like the transfer window going to shut tomorrow no I, but we'll be panic buying the, the problem the problem is i am i am worried jake because the links that we're with aren't the links that you go oh yeah that's somebody who's going to keep us in the championship we still need about five or six players and we've got none we had Brees james but i've also turned around and said even before darren moore left my whole thing was just survive this season I'm not convinced we will. Football's a funny game. I don't, I, to be honest, I, I, I genuinely think we'll finish about 18th with this current squad because I believe we But I also if why, think... If why I can't do it, people keep doing, oh, well, I think we'll come in. Until that transfer window shut and we've seen what players are in, I ain't predicting where we're coming. The thing a that I could have said happen. under Darren Moore, right, is we were annoying to play. We were hard to beat. Yeah. We, you could draw with us quite a lot. I reckon Darren Moore would have kept us up with the play style because I don't think we'd have got battered. No. But the fact is we've gone for a manager that is playing attacking football with a system that will <laughs> tend to leak goals a little bit more. And if we're not scoring <laughs> him at the other end, that's when you're in trouble. There's a potential to have an issue there, isn't there? Yes. And that's the thing that I'm slightly worried about. Hopefully, that can transform as uh, Chisco has brought in his backroom staff. So three members have joined the team. It's Miguel Munoz, who has been appointed the new assistant manager. There is Roberto Cuesta Roman, who has joined as a first-team coach. And Antoniella Brambilla... It's all these Watford staff, basically. that. Has been, uh, has become the new goalkeeping coach. So yes, they are his old Watford staff, which is a good sign. Yes. Because in the championship, previous experience bringing your staff from the championship, I'm quite happy with that one. And there's apparently another one now. to, there's another one to come in as well, but I think we're waiting on uh, visas. For him, and I just can't remember what okay. his name is. Uh, there's a visa situation, but also we have brought in another member staff, Dean Taylor. Uh, and if anyone remembers, he was back at the club back in t- 2014, and he back in. He was part of the setup that got promoted in 2011, 2012. All right, okay. And he's is he fitness? Uh, yeah, yeah. So. But if you notice something about the all, one thing, I, we've all got the we've got the team in there, and that's important. But all the staff have 
in every role they've been, have all been a coach, but also fitness and conditioning. They've all been a fitness and conditioning plus assistant manager, tactical manager, or whatever. They've all got that whole thing. And if you look at that uh, pre-season video we put up as a club, I think it was Sunday, the players are getting put through their paces. There's no one being told yeah. to, like, stop. Like, the line I love loved out of that entire video with Munir going, you're my team, you're my Warriors. We'll feel pain now, but come the season, this is where it comes in. If we feel pain now, come the season, we won't feel it when it starts. There's a passion there. There's a bloke who knows what he wants from this team, but he's already got them going, you're my Warriors. And that, to me, says a lot about what he's wanting to do. Because I'll tell you something, I don't think anyone's going to be able to like be hidden in training or hidden in a game because they get hidden in a game. He seems like the kind of manager who's going to turn around and said, you're off. You're not doing your job. Get off. And you know what? We just need some players in that can do, that can do Baz's running for him. Yeah. You know, because I don't want... I don't want Bannon to be knackered by October because he's carrying the <laughs> yeah. team in terms of the running. Do you know, I, and if you bring a buyers back into the side, you bring some people that can do the work, you bring mm. these forwards in, you know, these wingers, and he passes it a little bit more and gets in the positions, then we can have players doing the runs. Like what yeah. I did like is I offers run, right? Oh, that that sort run of player. versus Chesterfield was oh, lovely. The finish from Gregory yes. was nice as well. You even stick... My brain, and I really like Will Vox, but my brain is currently potentially saying certain games you do play Byers, Bannon, and Palmer in the midfield. Mm. Also on Will Vox. Because Palmer can run. Yeah. Also on Will Vox, congratulations on the versus Ziggy Vox. Uh, you look absolutely shattered on that photograph the club put up. You look like you just got a newborn child and you're jumping to get on a plane to Spain. But congratulations. <laughs> Have you seen the photograph? This is one of those things there. This it is one of those times where it's like I do obviously footballers we all talk about they get a lot of money and stuff like that, but I do uh, sort of like commend footballers for this. You've just had a kid and you you're on a plane back to work sort of thing. I know a lot of parents in other positions are in the same, but football always does seem that very much like you don't get time to breathe. You don't no. get time to be with your new ch- children. You got you got to have a good support network back there for your family well, look and at that Baz. Um, because you are straight back to work. Look at Baz. He, he, the, they had the child and then he had to go do the Cheltenham game and he drove up. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Sheffield Wednesday. Let's talk about this slightly more positive, but there's also some negatives in this. For God's sake, it's never simple with tickets. We've relaunched the 10-year season ticket, right? This is from the club website. The 10-year season ticket will also begin from the 2024-25 season alongside multi-year season tickets. The concept is simple. Purchase a 10-year season ticket, but the years don't actually begin to count down until the Owls reach the Premier League. So every year outside of the Premier League is free until Wednesday achieve top flight status. For example, if the Owls are promoted in six years' time, 10-year season tickets will have accumulated six seasons before the 10-year package has even commenced and therefore receive a total of 16 years. What's more, should we be promoted this season, subscribers will receive an uh, an additional 
additional two years free. Should we gain promotion the following season, an additional one year will be given, meaning those who purchased are guaranteed a minimum of 12 years included. All things considered, the 10-year season ticket offers savings of unprecedented proportions. The unique offer is on sale from tomorrow, so Monday the 31st, uh, with a deadline of Monday the 31st of July. Supporters should note that with multi-year season t- uh, as with multi-year season tickets due to financial regulations for credit card purchases against such products unfortunately we are unable to accept credit slash debit card payments for 10-year season tickets 10-year season tickets will only be available at the ticket office from 10 a.m on friday with payments by bank transfer cash or check by consulting the ticket ticket office ticket credits can also be offset towards a 10-year season ticket Read a bit more if you want that. The price is a five and a half grand on the cop, seven grand on the North and Grandstand. South Stand is eight grand. It's a pretty decent deal, this. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like, if you can afford it, that's a great deal in terms yeah. of it. Because especially because it doesn't, in my opinion, it doesn't look like we're getting to the Premier League too soon. You'll be on this 10-year season ticket for a long time. For a while, yeah. The big red flags for me, and you can say, oh, it's all trust and putting trust in your club. The fact that you can't get any type of real purchase protection because of the credit card and debit card situation, you can't get that. There's, there, is a le- there is less purchase protection here. I wouldn't what want to be bank transferring say- or giving a check for it. It ends up in a dispute, doesn't it? It ends up in more of a dispute between yourselves. It'd end up going to court. You'd actually take the club to court rather than if, if you didn't. If, say say yeah. if it fell through and Chancery left and people didn't honour the tickets, or the fact that somebody had been on this 20 years because we never got to the Premier League and the club decided to sack it all off, your purchase protection wouldn't be there. It would be but, a case of you would have to t- you would have to take it civilly, I assume, rather than your bank having some protection with it. But if you've been on, say, like you just said, a 20-year season ticket kind of thing, right? And say it's been 20 years kind of thing, and then suddenly, say, an, a different owner comes in or something else happens... I think it's very hard for you to turn around and say, "Well, hang on a minute, I got this. You've had you've had a free season ticket for twenty years." It's how it's advertised, Jake. I know, I know, I know. It's the way it's the way it's the way it advertised. In theory, it's a fantastic idea, and I think the last time the thing is, what gets me is that this was asked for to come back by fans. People have asked for this to mm. come back, uh, according to this. And, and it's not a free ticket, can I make? Because you are paying like yeah, you are minimum five and grand. a half grand up front. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I think you've also got the situation where it's a good idea, but, and it's that but that makes you go, eh, what are the other Cavalats if something goes wrong? And I'd do this, by the way. I would do this. Mm, I think a lot of If I wasn't in my current situation right now, I would do this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the thing is, the people who I already know who are still on the old 10-year season ticket anyway, and they were saying, hey, look, I've just seen ticket prices. Well, I'm still in this year with the 10-year season ticket, so I'm good. And it, the thing is, the idea of it is good, but the caveats are odd. It's like... With our current season ticket prices, it, it makes sense to do it, because our, 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 te- our ticket price is going to be ridiculous if we get to the Prem. Um... <laughs> But it's a case of just. I just don't like the the, the lack of purchase protection around it, Jake. That's my only thing. Mm, yeah, but I think it's a great deal if you can afford it, because yeah. We'll Again, just, that's we'll, one person, though, look, isn't it? Shall we look for about five grand behind each other's sofas and see what happens? Yeah, 
Yeah. But the thing is that, again, you could get relegated this season and end up paying that and then have like four or five seasons of League One football. And just like, <laughs> God, yeah. The season ticket wouldn't have even got close to the five and a half grand. No. No. And that's the way you look at it. Anyway, let's move on to our community. We haven't read some in a while. So no. Nat78 writes in and says, should we consider putting sponsors on the shirt sleeves and shorts to increase revenue or is it tacky? Cheers, lads. Shirt sleeve sponsors, I've got nothing against. No, I've not got an issue with it. Uh, the I think the only issue is what sponsorship is there that we could do. Like, um, again, this is the part of the club that I always worry about because we seem to... We did well last season with getting some, like, big sponsorships in and we did big things about it and then it seemed to dried up again. And you would have thought after what happened last season, people would be queuing around the block to be part of that and try and promote to them. And the fact that we're not yeah. worries me because it's like, okay, why are we not got people acting after that situation at home and the final? Surely sponsorship be like, well, I want a piece of that. Why are we not doing that? If we get, if we find a sponsorship, I would be for it. If you want to have a look at sponsorship, go really insane. Google Swedish football shirts. No, seriously, mm. Google Swedish football shirts. They're insane. They have got sponsorships. And all they're the over ones the that look like genuinely just look like old, old uh, homepage of the internet in like twenty twenty two thousand four. Yeah. Yeah, just uh, it, plastered with it. It plastered everywhere. It's on. It's on the butt of the sh- shorts. It's on the crotch. It's insane. Uh, but if we could get the thing is, I'm all for that. But what sponsorship are we actually looking at? Because as of right now, I haven't seen or been linked with any. Mm. We're not. <laughs> yeah. Moving on. Thanks, Nat. Uh, VMX Minty, talk about the Meadowhall store closing. Yeah, it was always a little bit tragic, that store. So yeah. we need to reopen a proper store in there. Or um, I never bought anything from there. I'd always nope. still go to the club shop. And that's probably part half of the reason. I always felt very exposed when I ever even went to look around that shop. Because it was a pop-up shop. Yep. It, was, so, it wasn't great. I think... It- at the end of the day, the reason it's shut is that they are wanting to expand the Oasis, so the leaf was coming up to an end anyway. The talk about putting it somewhere else any in there, but I'm because I'm really bad. I'm at the theory that I'd rather or keep improving the mega store than putting another meta hall shopping, or maybe taking one I of disagree. the units, or maybe taking one of the units in town. But the issue is. I can't see us getting a good deal on a unit again if it's not going to be in the lanes or something because you're not going to do a big shop like uh, Sheffield United have got. Yeah, I remember I, I heard this. This wasn't information given to me, by the way, so I'm not technically breaking any um, NDAs or whatever the medals say, but I remember I used to know a company that spoke to me and said that they tried to get one of them stores, you know, that's in the middle, and it was something like three grand a month. Or yeah. some, or three grand a week, or something crazy. Um, some, it was not cheap. Uh, but what I will say is, that's what I was told anyway. So it's all alleged. But football, um, football clubs need f- 
need promotion and you need the youth and you need footfall of Meadowhall. That's what I'm looking for. That's why I said football. The footfall, you know, the foot traffic, the people that go in Meadowhall, you want it there. So yeah. you what you don't want to just have a United shop in Meadowhall. You want a, you want one it because Meadowhall, I'm sorry, the way the city centre's been left to just crumble. Yeah, you don't really want it in the city centre. You want it in Meadowhall. I think a lot of that is it's I think a lot of that is the shops obviously not being what they were, parking, the fact that it's it's not as good as it used to be. It could it could it needs to the city needs to be more accessible. There's that. But also Meadowhall has become that beat that retail beast. I've gone to Meadowhall since I was little, by the way, Jake. Yeah, same. So over everything else. So I can say for 20 plus years, Meadowhall has been king for me because it's easier. So I think in terms of growing up, you need, you need the, we need a shop there and we need a proper shop there. Yeah. But then again, with our prices for everything, it'd be like, well, that's counterproductive because nobody wants to spend the money. But I really do like the kit, the the away kit. So I'm probably gonna have to pick that up at some point. But yes, uh, thank you for writing in, buddy. That is all I have got for this week's episode of the Talking Wednesday podcast. Anything to add, Jake? No, it just hopefully this time next week we'll be talking about some players in. I still believe we'll three three to two players are going to be in. Well, you won't. You're not here for like two weeks. Hopefully, I'm going to try and see what I can do. Uh, Summer holidays are around and I'm having to figure out childcare. Oh, yeah. Last shout. Tramlines. This weekend, Sunday, West Street Live. Come and watch my band. Doors are at six. We're on at half six. Let's have a chat. Come come hang out, basically, if you are around. I'm not a massive fan of the new... Uh, I've said this on Twitter, but I'm not a massive fan of the fact that they've they've basically isolated tramlines from what it used to be. It used to be... Because apparently there's a no re-entry thing now. Yeah, so you can't, that. like, come and go from, from the park, which is a little bit like... So you basically just try to kill the fringe scene then completely, which is what the soul of tramlines was. So yep. I'm not too big on that. And I know a lot of people will be going because they want to see the bigger artists, but I'll be honest... I, there is so much fun that's had on the outskirts and in all the bars. Yeah. I know where I'd rather be this weekend, and that's where I am. So come and see us. Not to get me wrong, I would play on the main stage, but I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't be very, I would, if anybody asked me in anything, I wouldn't be too happy with the no re entry thing because I think it's the whole it point of it. Does it excl- Yeah. Like the whole the whole point um, of tram lines has been to go experience different artists, different people, different genre of music, different performances, where you can just mill around and see things. The fact that this re-entry yes. thing screams again of going, we're trying to make it more mainstream again, like when they took it to Upper Park. There's a reason when they can't do owls in the park anymore. This is the reason. Yeah. Tram lines, because They've of tram lines it. now being a housing park, it killed what we can do. We're not allowed to do it. Does anybody also remember? My nan goes on about this all the time, by the way. Uh, the person who owned Hillsborough Park never wanted it to be inaccessible to the public when no. they donated it to the. So, so they're technically breaching that. Yeah. Because, because <laughs> my nan's obviously Hills like she's she's known about Sheffield through and through. She's like they they're, they're never supposed to do that there, and I was like, you're not wrong. But, you know, like, so the fact that they've made a public area, which was always supposed to be open to the public and excluded it for a few days is technically against what it was originally intended for. It was meant to be always a public space. Yep. Um, but there we go. The 
It's just one of those things that I've not got anything against the festival. But when you basically have all these great artists coming in from other places and you are making it more like a a festival light, right? Mm. You are excluding the local bands and trying to do that. And the one thing I do love about Sheffield and the, the true people who enjoy the Sheffield music scene not trying to slag anyone off here, but the general, what I do see is every year, even though they do this and they've moved it to Hillsborough Park, the bars are still rammed because that's what people want. And they they do remember the roots there. But unfortunately, a lot of the attention now goes away from that. And you don't have random journalists or random radio people just popping into one of the pubs and seeing this band and being like, this was mental, you know? It's oh, Chris, Christine, Christine used to do coverage. all the time on Radio Sheffield. Christine would always just random, you randomly see him in some random pub and you'd be like, he's doing his job, but then you see him in another pub because he just decided to do the pub crawl of what local artists are there and seeing who the, lo- yeah. lo- lo- the local big thing that he might be able to put on and go, saw these guys at Tramline, they were wicked. And the problem is you can't do yeah. that now. A couple of years ago, like just before lockdown and everything i just did a randomly very very sweaty acoustic gig in the shaky and it was a right laugh (laughs) you know just like all sorts of just it it's fun but yeah come and see us this weekend if you aren't uh, going to main festival and you you aren't going on the sunday specifically we picked the sunday because um actually the one thing that is it it, it, i think rev is playing that day so it's going to be one of those things that people probably want to go and see yeah them if they have got the ticket but yes Go support your local bands. And that's all I've got for this week's episode of Talking Wednesday. Take care, and we will see you in the next episode of Talking Wednesday. See ya.